In today's episode, we're speaking to Stephen Summers. Stephen is the co-founder and the CEO of Marketplace Superheroes. Stephen is an eight-figure Amazon seller, as well as five-time Two Coma Club winner from ClickFunnels. Let's speak to Stephen and find out how he changed his life by changing his mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. It's Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And guess what? I have an absolute treat for you today. We have the amazing, the wonderful, the handsome Stephen Summers. How are you, Stephen? I'm doing very well. It's great to meet you. Great energy. And I'm ready to roll. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, you guys have heard his intro. He is a phenomenal entrepreneur. He's achieved so much in such a short span of time. And I, for one, I'm intrigued to see how he got here and, you know, how did he work on his mindset to to change his life? So, Stephen, tell everybody who you are and what you do in your own words. Sure. Yes. So, as you said, my name is Stephen Summers and I'm the co-founder of Marketplace Superheroes. Uh, Marketplace Superheroes is an online education business which teaches people all over the world how to sell their own branded products on Amazon. Now, we don't just teach this stuff. We actually do it as well. Mm-hmm. And we also have a freight company called Superhero Freight. Everything I do is superhero from this point forward, Google. So <laughs> I don't apologize at all. So uh, Superhero Freight and basically that company, we ship our members' products from China to uh, the US. We've wore a house in Houston, the UK. We've wore a house in Northern Ireland, uh, Australia, and Canada. We've wore houses in all those different countries. And so this year, just to give some context, we'll ship about 8 million units uh, from wow. China to all those different spots, which is really cool. And so we've a little bit over 8,000 students now going through our different programs and building their business, selling their own stuff on Amazon. So that's, that's what and we have lots of other things we do within there, but obviously like if you've never heard of us before, none of that will make sense. And if we come back in the future, maybe and teach the Amazon stuff, it'll make more sense. So that's, that's really who I am, what I'm about. And if you want, I can jump into the story. Uh, I can yes, talk because, about all of that. Yeah. So, so, so let's, I mean, that's amazing. Um, so that seems to be, you know, that's such an amazing thing to do over the last few years. How long have you been doing this? And let's talk, oh, let's start with that. It's not been an overnight success. I'm 30, almost 34 years old now, just to give some context to my mm-hmm. age. And uh, I've been doing this online business thing for 11 years now um, right. in total. Marketplace Superheroes, we have been doing that since 2015 properly, 2014. We started out, we were completely unknown Two weird Irish guys. We're still weird. But two weird of course. Irish still weird, still Irish. Exactly. It's still both of those things. And uh, and yeah, we we just built it up over the number of years. And just to say as well, we've about 80 team members now. So it's wow. quite a quite a big undertaking at this point in time. But it has to be in order to provide all the different services that we do. But yeah, a, lot, a lot's happened over those those 11 years, you know, I mean, certainly not an overnight success at all. And uh, happy to share whatever's helpful to everybody listening today, hopefully inspire a couple of people to think bigger, to achieve more, whatever we can do. Wonderful. So get started, uh, Stephen, how did you get started on the online space in the first place? 
Yes. So like a lot of people, I wanted to build a business of my own after I was trying to make it in the music industry. Now, I'm not saying everybody was trying to make it in the music industry, but we were all trying to do something. And then mm-hmm. it was like, I, I, the band finished up in my kind of late teens, early 20s. And I was working in a job at the time as a data processor during the day. That was paying for me to be trying to become a rock star in the evening time. <laughs> of which course. Has, it didn't work out, but it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm over it now, almost. So anyway, I was working in this job, literally typing information from a form into a computer all day long, every single day. Super boring. So when the band finished up, I got lazy and fat, drank too much, ate too much bad food for quite a long time, feeling very sorry for myself. Of course. And I didn't know where to go because I I'd done three years of college. I studied marketing in my third year. I did really well in college in my first two years uh, when, I lived, when I lived in Wexford, where I'm from. But at this point in time in my story, as I say, I'm in my very early 20s and a bit lost. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to finish college because I felt like I want to get into business now. The band didn't work out, so business makes sense to me. Because while I was in college, I started to become quite passionate about business theory. Okay. Of course, I had no business practice, but that's where we went mm-hmm. on to. So anyway, i um, really interested at that point. Uh, really not feeling very good about myself, but interested in business. And so luckily for me, I was in a bookshop one day with my now wife, girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And I found this book and it was called How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be by Jack Canfield. Okay. Totally changed my life. I, as I say, I was drinking too much, eating too much bad stuff at that time. And I immediately started improving my life with that book. I realized I wasn't taking full responsibility mm. for my life and my actions and the results that I had been experiencing up until then were my own fault, which was a a great fact, but also one we don't always like to admit to. Yeah. I think, I think, I think this is a key that everyone needs to uh, take and take note of because I talk about this quite extensively before you can change your life. You have to take personal responsibility for everything that's in your life in that given moment the good the bad the ugly everything combined so if there's something good in there it's your fault if something bad in there it's your own doing and that instead of making instead of being the victim now you become empowered thinking well if i've created this rubbish i can create the opposite it's up to me i am the creator being in a body and i can do this and it's such an empowering thought and realization it's almost like remember the movie the matrix is that almost like waking up from that matrix where you're connected to everything and everyone and you'll be fed this new dream world and all of a sudden you take this pill and you wake up and like you see all these numbers and everything else going on isn't that the experience it's it's yeah. you're still in, a, in a, you're still in a mess <laughs> don't get this wrong you're still in a mess but you're now aware of the fact that yeah. you can change it's such a powerful place to be yeah and it reminds me of a book actually called awareness by anthony de mayo it's a it's a great book and it talks mm-hmm. about the fact that most people like i i was like this certainly mm-hmm go through life asleep. Uh, We're really not awake and we're Mm. really not aware. And like you say, yeah, absolutely. So I became really aware of all of these factors and why I wasn't quote unquote successful and Mm. all of that. I started making some big changes. And one of the changes that I made, which was very useful was I went on a massive search of information, which a lot of people do when they're looking to change their situation. So started Googling how to make money online, which 
was a massive mistake in many ways, because if you ever Google that, you're going to get nothing but weird scammy stuff. Yeah. And I was no different. I got loads of this make money without having to do anything and make so much money that money will flow out of your screen and cut your face. And mm-hmm. who knows? Like it was all load of nonsense. And so I was like trying all these different little things, not really doing anything with them because they just felt so weird. Like, mm-hmm. oh, how, how could I teach people how to make money when I'd never made any money before? That's just yeah. a scam. Yeah. It felt weird. So I thought, what's something I can do? I can feel good about. It's a real business. Mm. And for me, the only thing that I could think of that made total sense to me was selling physical products online. That just made sense. And it mm. gave me a lot of that quote unquote freedom that I wanted, uh, you know, not having to go to that job every day, yeah. working from home, all of that. And of course, I worked from home and I didn't like doing that, but that's a story for a little bit later on. <laughs> So anyway, I I started going down this path and learning from courses and things Mm -hmm. that I could and got myself very confused. And again, got myself to that place of I didn't really take any action, didn't really implement anything because I was listening to too many different courses. And one day I just decided I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to import something and I'm just going to sell it on Amazon and Mm -hmm. give it a go. So I imported a cream canvas wardrobe. It's a very famous product in my life now, which is not very exciting. <laughs> and, uh, I found people were selling it on eBay and places like that. So I imported it and I started selling it myself. Now, I was a resounding failure, but I got my money back, which was actually really good for, for reasons I'll explain in a second. So I got my money back on this thing. I was like, okay, what can I do now? And I thought, I need, I need someone to guide me. I'm not going to be successful on my mm-hmm. own. So luckily for me, I'd started telling people that I needed a mentor. So my aunt heard I wanted to do this. And she mm-hmm. called me and said, hey, I've got a friend called Robert. He's doing this. Would you like to meet him? And I could not believe my luck because I, I never met anybody in person who was doing mm-hmm. a business. So I meet this guy, six foot two, beard, drinks loads of beer, real loud dude. And I'm like, is this guy going to be my mentor? But yeah, it turns out he is. So I went to his warehouse. It was cold. There were a couple of rats running around and all the rest. But I thought, this is for me. It's a real business, mm. real products, been sold to real people. It's down and dirty. It's, it's real. Mm. So I quit my job. I moved in with my aunt in her, in her spare room and uh, started working in the warehouse for free. And of course, I thought I'm going to do the laptop lifestyle straight away. But I was, I showed up day one. I'm wearing just my normal clothes. And Robert's just like, wear your work boots. I was like, work boots? I'm, this is an internet business. He's like, no, no, no. You're going to be working in the warehouse for quite a while because you need to learn the entire business. Mm-hmm. So I had to do all that. I was lifting boxes all day, but I was learning every day. How, does, how do these businesses work? The types of products that people buy, all that valuable stuff. I started selling some of Robert's old products secondhand on eBay. Mm. and a couple of them on Amazon as well. Got more and more experience teaching myself more and more skills like HTML and CSS for anybody who doesn't know what that is. It's just a bit, it's just a web language for yeah, creating web pages. Code, yeah. Yep. And then, uh, you know, was having a lot of success doing these secondhand products and then learning more and more from Robert. And we just got to this place where we became really close, became best friends. And we decided we were going to make a big change in his business at the time because mm. while it was doing okay, it was selling very saturated products in mm. various markets. It was trying to be like a wholesaler and all kinds of stuff. And we just said, what if we just sold our own branded products, things that we bring in from China, we put our own brands on mm. also known as private label, 
and we just sell them on Amazon. We sell them in all the available Amazon sites that we can. Hmm. We get rid of the warehouse, we get rid of the staff, and we rebuild this whole thing using this thing called FBA, which means fulfillment by Amazon. Yeah. If you don't know what that means, it's really simple. It just means we put a some of our stock in Amazon's warehouses and they and ship get it. them to stop. Yeah, yeah, I know. Some people might know what that means. So just for your benefit anyway. So uh, anyway, we started doing that. And within 12 months of completely restarting the business, we were making 700 pounds each a month for about a year. It was, mm-hmm. was rough. We rebuilt it into uh, doing nearly 2 million, uh, well, probably 1.6 million pounds a year, 30% mm-hmm. profit before tax. So it was a nice little business. Mm-hmm. We were very happy. We started traveling and doing all these nice things for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So uh so anyway, that's the Amazon portion. And I suppose then, long story short, in 2014, we decided to start sharing what we'd learned after teaching, teaching a lot of people in our local area, you know. And then uh, we just went on the internet. We had no following, like I mentioned earlier. I was literally calling people on the phone to sell our course, the first version, which was awful looking back at it now, but we all have to start somewhere, right? And so, so suddenly people started getting success with this thing. And it was great and we were excited. And in 2015, uh, this guy who was promoting our biggest competitor at the time basically just said, I love what you're doing. We were teaching Amazon on a global level. Nobody else was doing that. We had a lot of interesting ways of the types of products that we would sell and things like that. And he was just like, I want you guys to, I want to promote this to my audience. I want to replace this big, really successful program with what you you guys are doing. Because I believe what you're doing is fantastic. And that changed our lives. In 2015, we did about 300 sales of our program, $1,000 program on that little launch. Mm-hmm. And we had never seen anything like that before uh, from our education business. And really from there, everything just started building and growing. And I suppose now we have all these students. We're an eight-figure yearly business. We've won six two comic club awards from ClickFunnels and done all those cool things and learned a lot of lessons along the way. And obviously, any part of that story that you want me to hone in on, we can hone in on now and I can explain as much detail as you like. I think what, I mean, if this is quite an achievement and it's brilliant, but I, there's a, there's one part of your story and I, I'm more concerned with the mindset part and which are, by the way, because if anybody's read Think and Grow Rich would understand the point of why this is so crucial. And this is when you, when you went to work for free for Robert and, you know, you moved in with your aunt, you gave up the lifestyle of being able to go and work, do the normal shebang and being out partying with your friends. You sacrifice that aspect, being in the early 20s. I mean, people doing the 30s and 40s, I can understand, but in the early 20s, I have that discipline to mm. give up that drinking, partying lifestyle and think, actually, no, I want to make a future. I'm going to give up um, my job, move in with my aunt, um, which is a, is a, is a, a quite, quite a discipline in itself. Sure. And then I'm going to work for free from a guy just to learn a skill that's going to provide me the kind of future I want. How did you get to that mindset? Because that's a, that is pure gold. How yeah. does an early, someone who is in their twenties get to that, get to that point? Yeah. So a few, a few things. I mean, the first thing I can say, and I laugh when I think about it now, but I really, at that time, I was so like, I want to be a millionaire, blah, blah, blah. That whole thing when I was in my mm. early twenties. So that was a big, like, I suppose, motivator for me. Mm. Like, I, that's what I wanted to do. And I think as well, a lot of the books that you read, like, I mean, I think Grow Rich is a great book, you know, Success Principles, like I mentioned, these are all great books, but they all really do focus a lot on financial success, you know, mm. which I understand why 
it's a it's a big concern. It's a way to measure. I, I think it's a yeah. way to measure stuff. And I, I, I and I, I want to stop here because I, 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 whenever somebody comes up with money and people have hiccups about it, I, I want to clarify. I'm an advocate. I say I'm an, I'm an advocate for money. I think the easiest way to measure success is monetary success. And because the way for you to get monetary success is doing it the right way is to provide a solution to other people's problems, either through your products or services. Either way, in order for you to attain that monetary success, you have to solve people's problems. And the more problems you solve and the bigger problems you solve, the bigger the monetary success. This is why these books push you towards that. It's not the end goal because a, a certain amount of money Money is no longer the motivating factor. It's actually the the buzz you get, the 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 happiness and joy you receive from helping people solve their problems. And this is what probably motivates someone like Elon Musk and other people who have like tons of money now. They don't have to think about money for the next 10 generations, but their motivation is no longer money. It's that solution. Okay, what new solution can I provide to now to the, the global problem of you know? moving off the planet or, you know, the, off, um, you know, off the new generation technology. Do you see what I mean? This is so important. So these books are not telling you just go after money, but it's a way to measure success, way to measure your growth. The only way you can make money, large quantities of money, the right way is to grow your mindset. So I just want to interject that completely. So anybody who's thinking, thinking, you know, I, I shouldn't really be thinking financial success. Yes, hell you should be. And there's no harm in you wanting that Bentley, the Tesla, the, the mansion. That's all part of the process. It's part of the physical well, living experience. Well, that's all I wanted back then. You know, that was why, again, mm-hmm. I was, I suppose I'm coming at it from a place now of what you just said of the people mm-hmm. who I don't do things for money anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I really don't. And I genuinely mean that mm-hmm. uh, because I'd much rather create solutions, see other people succeed. And then I know I'll get more out of it anyway. Like exactly. it's just exactly. how it works. Like. Yeah. But back then when I'm starting out, I, I just wanted to make money because I didn't have any. I was broke. Yeah, of course. And so that so it was helpful from that perspective. But I suppose I was just reflecting back. But anyway, I, I agree. I fully agree with what you're saying. So that was the first thing I wanted to make money. That was a big motivator. And I realized like if I keep staying in this job that I'm in, I had this really funny epiphany. And it's so basic. Some of you listening today, maybe you'll be laughing. Mm. But it, this this was a big moment for me. Uh, one of the things in the success principles that Jack Canfield talks about was he wrote himself a check for a hundred thousand or whatever it was. And he wrote this book called self-esteem um, in the classroom or something like that. It was for teachers. And so he made nearly a hundred thousand uh, dollars. I, I think it's sales, uh, mm-hmm. but whatever he made that in uh, whatever sales or profit, who knows? So, so it was an amazing moment for him because he actually did it. Yeah. So I decided arbitrary goal how can I how can I get 10 grand into my bank account? Because I, I had very little money. Mm-hmm. And the mistake I made was I was like, well, what can I cut? Like what? So so if I don't go out and drink, if I don't go out and eat, if I don't go to the cinema, right? Well, I could actually get this much, blah, blah, blah. Then I was just sat there and I went, hold on a second, though. What if I just made more money? That would be a mm-hmm. lot easier, mm-hmm. a lot better. And that was my simple revelation. I'm just not making enough money. I've got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Most people don't even never come to that realization, which I know is funny, but it's true, especially. It is. Start. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I totally agree with you, Stephen. I, I was speaking to someone recently and, you know, the com- people complain about not having money. And then the idea of making more money and it's like, oh, but 
And the idea of making more money is also by getting a second job. How would they do that? You know. Yeah. yeah. So and they they think okay. So what you know I've been you know, and this person was talking to me and he's you know he was uh, he's really hardworking. So all respect to this individual. But he's been doing two jobs for the longest time. Thinking, I'm scratching my head. Thinking, you have so much potential. Why would he do that, right? Why would he just stick to two jobs? Why not work out okay, one job and second one to build a business where you know you can make more money? But people are not willing to step out of their comfort zone yeah, or out of the box and think, okay, what can I do differently? But even, but even at that though, I, I think my problem was I just didn't know how money was made. Like I actually didn't understand the process of how money was made. I was working as a data processor in a government department. Mm. The last thing you see every day there is people making money, right? Yeah. So, so I, and I'd been in that environment for so long that I, I literally didn't know what to do. So I, of course, I was, I was educating myself at the time and everything. But anyway, wanted money, so that was a motivator. And then I realized. I got to make more money. So then that my, my next good question I started asking myself was, what skills should I learn in order to make more money? And it was like, well, if I can learn how to sell things, if I can go on the internet, if I can get some kind of leverage, lots of people looking at something, lots of people buying it, my time's not connected to the product. I was like, oh yeah, that, that would make a lot of sense. And those were the things that I knew I would learn. Yeah when I spent time with Robert. And the biggest thing that I got from Robert, which really, really changed my whole life was he just taught me how to pull the trigger on stuff, how to be decisive. Like before then, I would talk a great game and never do anything. And most people are like that, myself included. And he was like, start ugly. We get out of the spreadsheet. We get out of the Google Doc, whatever. We start typing out the plan. And then we start doing the work on it. Mm -hmm. And that, that practicality was amazing. And I was like, so... Anything I want, I just break it down into things that I can actually do. And then I actually go and do it. Actionable and so, steps and then take those actions on those steps. Do. Absolutely, yeah. Well, how basic is that? But, but again, most people, I want to write a book. But okay, so what are you doing towards writing the book? Well, nothing, but I'm talking about it. Well, that's not mm. right. That's not going to get the book written. Yep. So, so that was a big, uh, a big factor as well. So really, a, it was a feeling that I was chasing. And I met this guy. And for the first time in my life, I met someone with certainty. He was so certain that he, he understood his business. He got it. He gave me confidence that I didn't have. And I was like, if I could learn that, if I could be more like that guy, I know I can be more successful yeah. then. And that's what happened. And so there was all that then matched with one night in Northern Ireland in the pub, as you can be. I'm not saying you have to be, but we were. <laughs> and uh, he was. He talked to me about like do, doing over a million a year. And I remember the moment we were chatting about it. And I... I thought if you're doing a million year in sales, you got to be like super rich or whatever. I, yeah. I, I know like, and it was so motivating that idea. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. So every day I just focused on the skills I was learning. Uh, I was really feeling that I felt like I'm actually getting somewhere. Got a little bit of excitement from seeing those first sales coming in off of eBay. Mm-hmm. I remember waking up every morning, checking to see what had sold while I was asleep. And it was so exciting for me all in the UK at the time. We changed shortly after to go global. And they were the main things, you know, and, uh, and and I think that 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 was it. And then from there, I mean, I've developed my mindset so much and I actually don't even, I don't even call it mindset anymore because I'm like, why would you want your mind to be set? So I know it's just the word we use. So I always mm-hmm. think mentality is malleable. You can change, you can yeah. learn. It's, you, you have a, what's called a growth mindset. You're constantly exactly. growing. And this, is imp- yeah. and this is so important because I think if you are, if you're stagnant, if you're not growing, my, if you're not growing your mind, you really are stagnant and you're stuck where you are. Oh. And I mean, as Tony Robbins says, um, 
you know, you're either growing or you're disintegrating. It, there's never the status quo. You can never be at the same level two days or in three days down the line. Every single day you're either growing or disintegrating. And you just have, that's how your body is as well. Your body's yeah. either getting stronger every single day. If you're exercising and giving it the right nutrition or it's de- decaying and dying. It's one or the other. No, nothing in between. Yeah. And that's, and that, if it's, if that's so important for your body, imagine your mind. Yeah. Uh, it's even more crucial because you can't really, it's not something that you can hold with your hands. It's something that you just know with your inner mind and inner being. And it requires even more nutrition and nutrition. When I'm talking about, I mean, you know what I mean? It's about, it's about the books you read, the kind of people you talk right. to, the kind of company you keep and, and the, and the, <laughs> the more time you keep away from TV. Right. Yeah. yeah like uh, exactly. And again, I would say another thing, just thinking back at that time as well, that was really helpful to me and maybe to those of you listening today, a big reader back then, still I'm a big reader now, mm-hmm. but, I'll, but I, I don't read as much as I used to, but I reread my favorite books because I think that's a big skill you can learn as you become a little more successful. You yeah. find the best stuff and you master that rather than always looking for new things. Yeah. Anyway, that's a side note. But I was reading a book at the time, E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. A lot of people have probably read that if you're into business. And that book talked about systems. And I had no belief really in myself at the time that I could bring anything to Robert. But the one thing I brought to him, which was so valuable, was I took what was in that book and I just applied it to what we were doing, selling Mm -hmm. stuff on Amazon and eBay at the time. And that whole framework allowed us to create new systems and structures that allowed us to grow the business. And so that was amazing because then I realized, wow, so not only can you make a plan, break it down, take action on it, implement it, and you see a result, you can read something. And you can apply it to an active project you have and see a, a measurable change. Yeah. And all of that just fired me up into becoming such a bigger implementer. Mm-hmm. So people that know me now would be like, Stephen is a, a heavy implementer. But I wasn't back then. But th- it was just seeing that. So, wow. But in our lives, how many times are we like encouraged to do that? Yeah, I completely agree. I think the implementation is a big part. But a lot of people, I mean, come on, Stephen, a lot of people not even, are not even reading the books. And, and those who yeah. are very few very low percentage of those actually implement the strategies and the tools given within the books i think books are the biggest teachers ever and it's literally like having a mentor sit next to you explain things to you through their book and this that's how i've been doing mine because i've got my book coming out very very shortly and these are my my tools and my strategies and the way i think i have been literally i've sort of put it in the most open and simplistic way in the books. I know that I know people who people like stuff, you know, who are, who do read can take those strategies from there, but then a lot of people will just, you know, read and just put it to one side and forget about it. It's yeah. not just about reading. Reading is the first and most important element, but the second part is implementing the strategies and tools you get from those books into your life. Cause your life can only change when you take action. Well, it's, it's, it's true. And it's, it's easy to talk about, and again, I don't uh, disbelieve this, but it's easy to talk about the law of attraction, for example, right? A lot mm-hmm. of people are big into that. Yeah, I understand yeah. why, because it, 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 look, whether you believe in the myth, you know, the mystical part of it or the more scientific part of it, you can't argue with the fact that if you want something, you think about it and, and you think about it on a consistent basis, the likelihood of you getting that thing is a lot more likely. That's just- Yes, it right? is, yeah. But when you add to it then- too many people are out there trying to like, you know, attract and manifest things or whatever. Without might, action. Yeah. Not doing anything, you know, because mm-hmm. I was like that. Again, when I was started to change my life, I listened to Tony Robbins, you know, mm-hmm. Brian Tracy and all those different people every day. But I didn't listen to anything that was instructing me with skills that could actually yeah. change my life. So it's all well and good listening to positive things. I encourage that. But equally, 
like we're saying here, it's like, what skills are you learning? What practical things can you yep. bring to the world? Because let me tell you a story about Napoleon Hill, right? You may or may not know this. You probably do because you're definitely a big reader. So Napoleon Hill died pretty much broke, right? Which a lot of people yep. are like, whoa, what? He's the guy who wrote the book on wealth. And what happened was that this guy called W. Clement Stone, he ran one of the biggest insurance companies in America at the time. He actually made stone economically whole in his lifetime uh, because what happened was napoleon hill he made all this money wrote this great book and it just blew it all whereas with w Clement stone took his exact uh i suppose methodologies mindset let's mm-hmm. call it from that book but he applied it to a very specific industry insurance mm-hmm. and he grew this humongous he was like one of the first billionaires in america mm-hmm. and he credited it all to Think rich. That's that mentality. But the point was he took the mentality but pointed it at a very specific vehicle that had the opportunity or ability to make him a lot of money. And mm. that's what I was missing. So then when I got that, I had this great philosophy and I found I can I can put it to an Amazon business or whatever. Mm. That's where things really changed. And that's yeah. the thing that a lot of people are missing, you know. I think this is a crucial point to understand that you, I mean, I, I'm a big believer of a law of attraction, but, and I have a various reasons why it doesn't work for a lot of people. It's not just about sitting them trying to manifest with that action. It's also limiting beliefs because your limiting beliefs actually pulls you back. People who don't take action, it's not usually their own fault. They, they're stuck in procrastination or other things, but that's another conversation that we'll have another time. It's where I, you know, my take on it and how, you know, your own limited beliefs holds you back and keeps you trapped in your old identity. Absolutely. But it's, you're absolutely right. So we have to recognize what limited beliefs are, what's holding us back from taking the action because without taking the action, we cannot manifest anything in our lives. Yeah, you want the Tesla. Yeah, you want the Bentley. Of course, you can get it, but you have to do something in order to get it. You, you know, you can either rob a bank or you can set up a successful business one or the other to get, to get that. I mean, both, <laughs> we know which option we're going to go for, right? But um, even though, I mean, and by the way, this is something that maybe people don't understand. To do things the right way as you've done and, and do it the wrong way to rob a bank requires equal mental capacity, equal effort. It probably requires less, less effort to build a successful business than it is to rob a bank. But people see robbing the bank as easier and a shortcut and setting up a successful business as a long route and harder way, which is completely false. Yeah, but it's um, it's really interesting. There's a, one of my favorite books, uh, The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. Mm. He talks about that in the book and he's like, a lot of people, they're, uh, they've been sold this idea of an event of wealth versus a process of wealth. So like like mm. you said, you've got the lottery mentality. Yeah. You've got go. I'm gonna go on the Shark Tank, and then like I have this great idea, yeah. and everyone's gonna to want to give me loads of money for my yeah. idea and be like really rich. I had I I I li- like let me tell you something. When I started out, I was googling business ideas, and if I found anybody else doing it, I was like, oh, another one gone. I can't do that now. That's how stupid I was. Like because I just was never told any different. I thought I had to be all about the idea. Hmm. Reality of business success. Whenever you take on the philosophy you're bringing to people and you go after it in the way you teach people to do so. Like you can take the most boring business and the most simple business and become very wealthy doing it. So so that's the other thing too. It's like, and then so so added to that point, it's like, well, if your whole vision of wealth is that it's like, it's always an event. It happened overnight. What did the media do? The media will bring in really, 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 really positive stories and really, 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 really negative stories. There's no story in the middle about 
me, the guy who spent 11 years growing his company and now he's successful. That's yeah. not a very interesting story. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not sexy. It's not something that people want to hear about. They want to hear overnight success or overnight easy. failure. Yeah. Yeah. It was so easy and you can do it too in, in 30 days or whatever. Like, and I get that because that is human nature. Like yeah. humans are wonderful, but by default, we're lazy. That's just, yeah. you know, we are. <laughs> but we have to battle that. Like, and we have to, we have to be aware of that, come back to how we started the conversation and make those changes. So, so they, Anyway, I don't even know where we are, but I'm enjoying the conversation. <laughs> I was just about to say, it's about time we wrap up because we've gone a little bit over time. But it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Stephen. Stephen, where can we find out more about your courses and where can we, how can we connect with you on the internet? So just go to marketplaceSuperheroes.com. H-E-R-O-E-S and heroes, by the way. Uh, a lot of people spell it H-E-R-O-S. And uh, you will not find us at that link. But it is the longest link in the world. And I do apologize for that. Uh, but the second thing is you can go just to, over to YouTube, type in Marketplace Superheroes. We put a lot of work and effort into that channel. So love to have you check out some of our videos, subscribe to the channel if you'd like to. And uh, yeah, two two spots, nice and easy. Wonderful, wonderful. And um, remember, those people who are listening to this on the podcast, we will have these links on the show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube down below, you would also have the links that uh, Stephen just mentioned. Do go and check him out. He's amazing. And if you are interested in setting up an FBA, check out his course and what he has to offer and how he may be able to support you on your journey as an entrepreneur. Thank you so much, Stephen. We are absolutely going to have you back on our Money Talkie segment, talking right. to us and teaching us about FBA, uh, Amazon FBA, um, or something else. But uh, absolutely, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. We can talk for hours. I think we, we it's amazing. It's, it's two kindred soul met about, and especially about book so definitely <laughs> but we definitely have to have you back on main talkies thank you so much for being such an amazing guest and thank you once again and thank for you. those thank you and for those listening thank you so much for joining me and steven i will be back on another friday feature joining another amazing guest sharing how they changed their life by changing their mindset until the next time we meet this is gore khan signing off take care and bye for now if you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.